Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good, fellas. Yeah, summertime special. It's a gorgeous sunny day, so we thought we're going to scoop up all our North London parks. Just do them all. It's like Burt Lancaster in this film about swimming pools, but yes. this is about parks. Exactly. Got to catch them all. Yeah. In fact, we probably I should get the app up so you that we can it. catch Pokemon as we go through. There's loads of around here. We need to do that. <laughs> do you, how do you find out where all the Pokemon stuff is? Well, you you start the app and then you wave your phone around oh, and there they are. But so you're not allowed to do it if you're over 40. Right. Actually, nearly everyone I know who's doing it is over 40. <laughs> okay. And they do this kind of ironic kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, not I'm really such an it. idiot. I've seen one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the end of days, but it's a wonderful thing. Anyway, we're in Clissel Park in the gorgeous sunshine. Everyone's out and about. I, before, just as we started recording this, I said that the park was full of yummy mummies. Yeah, you, said s- quite loud you said it really loud, didn't you? When you're pretty much <laughs> surrounded by the. Hopefully, they took the compliment, but from their faces, I think not. <laughs> Is that classified now as a hate crime? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I'm going to be locked up by the end of the recording. Now, be honest, I think you've already done some running today, have you? Well, I ran here. Yeah. So, how far was that? Just a couple of miles. Oh, look, it's in the red. I forgot. At least they are from two different... Oh, that's no good. They're two different different London marathons. (laughs) That's quite a nice little compared contrast, Rob. Yeah, last night, I guess. I mean, should we... we... London. And uh, this is 2010 and 2016, I think. Um, And I still think it's enough. Two red tops and the little microphones. We do look like we're trying to start a cult. Yeah. I think people know that we're pretty serious. One day soon, we are both going to wear our red and blue ones. And people yeah. know that we've run marathons. That's right. And they know that we're talking about it. Yeah. But they also know that we're taking orders for burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how was your run this morning? Well, it was just a quick one here. I'm a little bit hungover. Yep. I got, I, I'm def- the definite pattern has reasserted itself. Sunday drinking. When he says reasserted itself, when did you ever um, not do that? <laughs> well, it went for. <laughs> it went for about a month when my wife stopped drinking. Good luck to her. Yeah, thankfully she started again. Oh, thank God. Through the woods or so, the path by the lake? What do you reckon? Let's go. I always like the woods. I always prefer the woods. Yeah, I, so I, I, that I know that about you. 
that I've got my drinking partner back again. Great. Which is not to say that I drank with her yesterday because she was coming back from Latitude right. with the younger son. They'd had a fantastic time. Great. So I was just drinking on my own over Sunday evening. Very nice. It's really enjoyable. I well, I was drinking red wine with, yeah. uh, with uh, the hawk, right. but she did doze off. So it's almost like me and you were drinking red wine together, but in different houses. This, this is how sad occasionally my wine drinking can get. My, the hawk is my wife, by the way. Yes, no, no, I've realised that. <laughs> um, we'll get into that later while she's called the hawk. Maiden names for a hawk. All right. But the, um, I used to have some drinks with, uh, with Rachel, wife. Yeah. So maybe, we'd maybe get two and a half bottles of wine in on a Sunday. And just See, like I think the hawk is a better nickname than wifey. Well, <laughs> hawk, hawky, hawkish. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'd actively, so we'd get through, we'd have like nearly a bottle each. Yeah. And I'd kind of actively sort of want her to fall asleep. Yeah. And then <laughs> trying to... You like it in the words. You like try, to make the wife fall asleep. Trying to lean over... And oh, God, get, where's this and get, and get her wine oh, without okay. waking her up again. Yeah. Because if she'd wake up, I know she'd drink it. But she doesn't need it because you've already fallen asleep. Yeah, the eye flicks open. You don't need any more wine. And then you have to pretend you were going through the remote control. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I need your wine. Yeah. So you end up surreptitiously just stealing wine from your wife. Stealing wine off your own wife. Yeah. <laughs> At home on a Sunday. It's, it's a tradition we all It's a beat, embrace. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this is interesting because... I had a nice drink yesterday. In fact, I made what was possibly the best vodka martini I've ever made at home. And we've talked before about that skill being a dangerous thing. But I did only have one, which is... I feel like I'm really learning. But I'm stopping completely, because I've clapped on a few pounds recently. uh, You have stopped completely quite a few times fairly recently. Yeah, I know, I know, but right. not for long. Right. Um, I think that also, literally, since Brexit, I've put on weight. Yeah, I blame Brexit. And I've drunk every day. And I yeah. went to this, and you remember I told you I went for this band rehearsal last week. By the way, sorry, I'm getting a picture. Look at this. That's like the 70s. It's like a 70s postcard. Amazing. This is the bottom corner of Clissel Park. We're still in Clissel Park. Amazing. We're going to go around the Green Lanes, just Green Lanes entrance. Look at that. And, um, so I... Uh, I saw a guy running up here yesterday right. evening. He was going really well. It was really hot. He was wearing an old-fashioned tennis-style kind of sweatband on his head. And I was nice. thinking, that is completely reasonable behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I often know. you see someone in a sweatband and think, sensible. It's it nice and hot today, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I just love running in, on days like this when it's this hot. So, yeah, there's been a bit of a health tumble for me. Right. And I did this band rehearsal the other day. I had a band rehearsal when I was in Edinburgh a month ago join this new band and frankly I was singing really well um, sorry to you know blow my own trumpet but no this problem. is it's a really interesting thing for me as a singer is that running made me better at singing because it's of the same thing it's an exercise it's a muscle you've got to use and if you use it wrong you're going to hurt yourself okay but if you do it right you can wear, you can use it and feel like you've used it you know what I mean I used right. to think if I felt like I've been using my voice oh no I'm losing my voice Whereas now I think, oh, it's just like, you know, achy legs because you went for a run yesterday. So all my lessons from running. You know the upper reaches of it, the limits of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I feel more confident about sort of playing against them because you have to, you've got to use it, you know. So anyway, that um, paradigm (laughs) came back the other way when I did this singing last week because we had a rehearsal a month ago when, like you say, I wasn't drinking. 
singing the other day. It's all stressed out because I didn't know the words. And then my voice just seized up and I just couldn't hit those high notes anymore. And I thought I could do them last month. What's happening? And part of it, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Some stress and tiredness and da-da-da. The booze. But it's booze. Alcohol yeah. really seizes you up. Seizes and I've been wanting cold. to. We always talk about it with regard to the running. But that is the, the kind of straw because I need to be able to sing for these gigs. So that's it. And it's uh, I'm totally giving up. Good for you. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I love giving stuff up tomorrow. <laughs> I, uh, what I really need is someone, a multi-millionaire friend to take me to a, to a draconian uh, Victorian clinic. That definitely changed. Uh, well, it took some weight off. Yeah. It's, it's a significant difference when you lose a bit of weight. Yeah, well, because the thing is, you weren't in any way fat. No, not at all. So it had someone kind of remove, to remove half the stone, and you've got, you felt the f- speed of that, haven't yes, you? Yes, definitely. You just feel... It's, I wasn't fat, but it's that band. It's a stomach lining band, isn't it? Yeah. Which we all have, but as you get older, it just gets a bit more pronounced. But yeah, yeah. I'm not painfully thin, Yeah. but it's... Uh, it just fell away a little bit on my stomach. Yeah, yeah. And you just... Because it's serving no purpose, that, is it? No, and yeah, it's really hard to shake. It is really hard yeah, to shake. Yeah, joking about the, the Mayor Clinic, but really, you really need to take action to shift yeah. that thing. You need to be tortured by Teutonic <laughs> scientists for a week <laughs> to shift it. Yeah, it sounds like it was a real fun trip. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, that's one of, just one of the things I'm doing for tomorrow is not drinking. Any, any other things? Are you still doing your planking? Yeah, still doing press my up. thousand press-ups, ten minutes planking side a week. Crunch. Um, I'm not side crunching yet. Um, I'm eating healthier. Right. I'm going to... Uh, I've been eating more and more bread, and I've used to eat bread. But since I'm vegan, I've been putting away bread because... Doesn't you, bread put on the weight, though? It does a bit. Yeah. So that's coming I out again. I find bread a bit weighty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to drink, keep drinking more cold water. It's good for the voice and good for the yeah. system. I had stopped having green tea before a run, which I've done religiously for years. And I'd just fallen out of the habit. And that really works, you know. It just knocks your um, system into shape and helps you burn body fat well. I find a, uh, I find a bit of coffee. The timing's right. I think a bit of coffee before runs. Yeah, it's the same principle, really. Yeah. They kind of get you into that caffeine zone. Green tea just does it in a more directional, healthier way. Right. Having said that, I've got to ease up on the coffee because it's not good for the voice. So I can't give up coffee because coffee's my life. But um, too good to give up. But this uh, band thing in Edinburgh is going to be kind of nocturnal. Right. So I'll let wake up at lunchtime, have a coffee, and then leave it, you know. Look at this, people loving the park. Having coffee, look, I love that guru. Really sort of just meditating like some yeah, sort of guru. I can't. Camera's not working. Come on. There he is, Guru, Guru Josh. I don't know if his name's Josh. That was the film I saw last night when I was boozing. What film? It's a film by... It was on Netflix. Yeah. It's a documentary about an American self-help fellow called Anthony Robbins, which you've all heard of. He's a... He's a Waken the Giant Within kind of character. Okay. Massive self-help fellow in, in the States. And it's this thing called just... I'm I want to do a little joke about waking the giant within and waking up your wife and drinking a wine, yeah. but I'm just waking calling your wife a giant there. Waking up the giant much. on the sofa. <laughs> uh. just, she's not a giant at all. She's no, small, she's, not, she's quite a slight She's woman. quite fierce. Are we going that way? Yeah, yeah. We've looped Clissold Park. Okay. Now we're going to drop out of it diagonally and go to the next beautiful North London spot. Mm. This whole diagonal. So it was all about. 
He was called I'm Not Your Guru. Yeah. And he does these seminars called A Date With Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just couldn't get any more sort of yeah. American. Absolutely. 3,000 people spend six grand each for a six-day seminar yeah. that he hosts of, of up to 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really involved... Like the stamp character in Yes Man, a bit like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like, uh, like Tom Cruise in Magnolia, but for both sexes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just a kind of relationship problems, dealing with people with trauma. Yeah. And publicly playing out their problems and dealing with it. Yeah. And it was really good. I must say, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And did you? Really I mean, was it like a? How? Did, what was the, the documentary's take on this guy? Well, the documentary. It was really positive. I mean, the guy directed it had been to one of these yeah. things a few years pre- uh, a few years previously. So it wasn't like the wasn't like the seedy underbelly of the self help industry. No, it was basically a celebration. Yeah, basically a, a hagiography, if you will. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it was quite moving, you know. Yeah, just people changing their patterns and. You know, the, the moment of decision is now. Yes, now. You know, all that wow. stuff. Changing their it's lives kind of, in an you know, it's, It was fantastic. It's religion by another name, isn't it? It's very cultish, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched uh, To Catch a Thief right. with Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. Like it. The thing I like about that is that Cary Grant's old in it. Yeah. You know, they invited him out of retirement to be in that film. I don't know the, I don't know the film. Tell, tell me about it. It's Hitchcock. It's not his best because it's not, not much happened. It's a bit low-key. It's a bit okay. kind of lazy, and it's... Uh, What's that one where he's looking out the window? Rear window? Yeah, that's right. James Stewart rather than Coco. That's a nice one. Not, not much goes on in there, does it? No, but it's a good balance. I think rear window is the kind of quintessential... Ties together a lot of what Hitchcock was up to, because it's quite high-minded and and uh, like a talking stage play-ish. Okay. But it's exciting, you know? Right. Whereas he does the exciting ones like North by Northwest and to a lesser extent to catch a thief and they're just less classically Hitchcocky. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, there's a lady on a bike letting us out of the park. We turned right out because our park. We're going uh, north up green lanes. We're going to hit up the reservoirs. So, um, and then Vertigo is like all t- right the other way, you know, it's like a, which is also fantastic. Yeah. But really still kind of like watching a painting, you know. And then Rear Window Psycho and the Birds. Well, Psycho's the genius ones. because yeah. um, he was... He, he changed gear for it, you know. He, he, he'd been hitting it. He was at the absolute top in the 50s, making loads of classics, Birds, Rear Window, North or Northwest, etc. And then... The sequel to Rear Window, front, front Window. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, bay Window. Patio Door. Directed by Michael Bay, <laughs> where the window just explodes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait here. Um, uh, so he's on seven windows. But in uh, 1960, right, or yeah. 59 probably, he was making his TV show, and he wanted to make, he wanted to adapt Psycho. So he took his TV um, production team and made it cheaply. Let's go in black and white. And uh, you know, he went down and dirty. It was like I'm going indie now. But it wasn't like. Tarantino indie. It's like if Steven Spielberg went indie, you know? Right. And so Spielberg, uh, Psycho's really cheap. And also, if you watch it again, or you watch it for the first time, the whole thing is in the plot. It's such a big trick. I mean, yeah. people all... People sort of know about Psycho and remember this and remember that. But if you think about how it was the first time, 
the double whammy of scary surprises in Psycho. Yeah, it's amazing. It's almost impossible to imagine what a thrill it, that would have been at the cinema. Yeah. And you add to that, he built up to that. He got his 18th certificate for being in black and white and being scary. And he just kept doing things that he didn't get in cinema at that time. Yeah, yeah like the main character is, is an adulteress. But also... You see a toilet flushing and a bra, you know, yeah, so it's, just, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this kind of, whoa, where's it going now? <laughs> Absolute thrill ride of a film. I saw it again the other day, and it really is, it's on fire. Oh, they're stopping. Excuse us. Oh, reverse. <laughs> We've just come off, we're next to the old climbing centre in there, uh, which uh, is the old Victorian water building, which in turn looks like a castle. So we found this the other week, we? Absolutely. I mean, it's been around for ages, but we stumbled upon it, didn't we? Yeah, well, it used to be that one was, was nice and all visitable, and the other one was kind of unfriendly. But now they're both gorgeous. And let's see if they're still gorgeous here today, Paul. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> but yes, so, I'm resetting the health. Right. And uh, I also was thinking, um, it's interesting... I want to get your opinion on this. Go on, man. I think one of the things we found out about in recent weeks, talking to Susie Chan and, uh, um, you know, talking about ultras and longer runs and things like that, is that distinction between running kind of against yourself and against the clock. Right. And just running. Right. Getting out there and running and running, see how far you're going to run for. Look, this is the first I saw full of people on... My daughter's been up here sailing recently. Look at those sailing boats. And I think... Oh, on the lakes. God, look at that day. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Um, this is the first reservoir. This is the West Reservoir where they do the sailing. So, sometimes you can put too much on your run. You know what I mean? Tell me. What like, do you mean? Like you say, well, I'm going to run this far. Right. So that might be your challenge. Yeah. Or you say, I'm going to run at this speed. That might be your challenge. Or you say, I'm going to run... And support my friend. And that might be a challenge, you know. Right. And if you do them all at once, that can be what breaks you. That's where you find the straw. You know, you think, well, I can't do this in the time I was going to do it because it's too far and it's hurting too much. You know mm. what I mean? It's Are you talking about training or racing? Racing, that's your right. Okay. I think sometimes you have to watch it. I think sometimes people are all ready for some kind of challenge and then have a bad time because... They're just adding one more thing to it, you know what I mean? So the thing itself. It's like buckaroo. Give me an example. So what do you, how does this relate to you? Talk me through it. Well, to, to back to me, I mean, I'm yeah. thinking about in the wider scheme of things, thinking yeah. about what, um, how. I think with Susie Chan's experience, it's her doing her fantastic world record on the treadmill. She'd run 50 miles on the treadmill and didn't even notice. Yeah. So then she set herself up to do a world record on the treadmill. And she's like, oh, this is a nightmare, you know, because... Everyone was there. Everyone was watching. She's going for a record. You kind of reset the pressure. Um, Conversely, um, our friend uh, Emily did the race to the Stones at the weekend. Okay. She ran 100k through the Chilterns. And she did great, but there's some people... They beat the... uh, Someone beat the course record. Yeah. And did it in 8 hours and 20 minutes. She was saying, as someone who'd done it and was really pleased with the time, I said, what do I spend going for times on 100k? You know, I can just imagine it clearly works for some people. I mean, yeah. they did it. But yeah. it feels to me like it's one or the other. You either run 100 quite or you try and go really fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, think, I think ultras is like, it feels like it's, it's a bit more relaxed about times, isn't it? But it's, it's obviously one of those, if you've run 100k a few times and done it quite well, you'll start to think, 
wonder how fast I could do it. Yeah, you start to wonder. You know, about it's, like, it's like like the marathon, isn't it? You're in the marathon first, <laughs> not really thinking about times at all. Yeah. And then you think, whatever you get, let's uh, what, shall I beat it or whatever. Yeah, know? and it's like what Matt was saying is, so you get your own story on it, and you start to that sets your reality, and you think I can improve on that. Yeah, you're looking for a new story. Yeah, that's right. Well, if it's Matt Barbet, he's looking for a new story, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Circle's complete. As we look back across the West Reservoir to... But I think my favourite type of running... Yeah. ...is just this. The old dog run. It's just... It's just like... Uh, do you see that picture I took when you said this? Is this... It's like we're in a click. painting. It's just padding around really slowly. Yeah. Off the clock, really. Not really... And just running for ages in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely adore it. Absolutely. But I also think that, for you, I think there's less distinction between the two types of running than for some. Right. Because I think you're a very innate runner. You know, it's, it's like you just would be. There's no... I don't know if how much, to what extent you perceive that switch between running to run fast and run well and get fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just running to run. Yes, yeah. I don't yeah. think they're wildly different things. In your case. I don't know about my case. I'm projecting here. So we've well, got no, I mean, But, you, I mean, you run way faster in training than I ever would. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to do seven, ten miles in training. But, again, it's not. It is, that is something I've observed that I do rather than made the decision to right. do. Turning right into Woodbury Wetlands. This is the East Reservoir, the new gorgeous bit. Look at that. Exciting. Oh, there's a swan under it. Did you see that swan? Very nice. I saw the swan. Just getting this picture of the door and there's a swan under the bridge. I've lost the ability to take photos on the move today, so see, keep Fine making Paul stop. We can, we can stop. Of course, I'm, uh, I'm coming off the back of a smashing through the PB again. Absolutely. 1908. 1908. So that was a, you know, you put nearly 15 seconds on a PB, which was already a week old. You know, you were already climbing up time. Yeah. But what, what was interesting to me was that... What was interesting to me was that I uh, I just had a couple of days off in the week and wasn't it's, yeah. and it's come when I haven't really been hitting loads of track training away. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like long slow runs, taking days off and I'm tired and just like resting up and I just went for it. This is the place to be. So Lizzie's at the coal house. It's the cafe in Woodbury Down. It's just great. That'll be us in twenty That's years. Good. And also that thing of. Uh, Try not to set off too fast and all that. And it so, yeah, tell, take us through it. How did you get in 1908? How did it, you know, why do you think you smashed it? Well, I think part of it was I was a bit rested up. Yeah. Like previous weeks, I've done part runs and I've done like seven or eight on a do Friday. you want to go down to the woods? Yeah, let's, let's go down. We're taking done, the woodland trail. I've done seven or eight on a Friday, so just felt it in my legs a bit. So I was yeah, fresh. Yep, yep. I'd had a decent night's sleep. And I, I was just, I was just determined not to set off too fast because I've been setting off too fast. Yeah. And you get in that, you just get a bit of lactic acid too early in your run, and you, you're way too tired after a mile. You know. Yeah. So I and just I think even to, though I was not, you know, I wasn't in a perfect place for it anyway. But I think I set off for the conditions I was in. I think I set off really fast. It's so and easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Particularly with a, with a park run because you want to do it fast. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to find that. It's getting that the little balance. ratio, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you want to be... It's that thing about races, isn't it? You want to feel a bit under pressure about quarter way through, tied at halfway and really tied three quarters. Yeah, and that ties and in that, with how you relate to other people. You want to feel inspired by them and be racing them. Yeah. But equally, if that's not helping you, 
you want to forget it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, I had that gentle, bald, tattooed warrior that I pace myself, <laughs> pace myself off, that he doesn't know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm seeing him Handy as a... for you, because he's always in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I see him as the, uh, something to aim at. Yeah. And he overtook me after about a lap and a half, and I tried to stay with him, but couldn't, but kept him within sight. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that helped. I still got out-sprinted. I think also that it's... Um, but sometimes... Well, two things. One, I think that uh, it's, uh, it's good also to know the course well. I mean, it's, it's a real advantage, isn't it? It doesn't really matter whether the course is easy or difficult, but familiarity with it helps you pace out yeah. your run. And I Definitely. also think being out-sprinted can seem harsh, but you shouldn't have that much less left for a sprint. No, no, no. You totally. have to remember that sometimes if someone comes past you, it's because they weren't running fast enough early on. I mean, I suppose it all comes down to the finish line. If they come past you, they're doing it faster than you, so da-da-da. Yeah, but just, you know what I mean. Oh, no, it was fine. I mean, because the, the, the finish to the pat run that we do, you turn left onto some grass, and then you've got, like, 60-metre dash to, yeah. the, to the funnel. And one bloke went past on my left-hand side, and then this lad who I race against, and he kind of knows that we're racing. Yeah. He's a 14-year-old called Jaden. <laughs> and <Excellent. laughs> He knows I've got his number and he's got mine. We sort of, we race every week. You haven't actually got his number. No, I haven't physically got his phone number. <laughs> but I follow, I follow, no, anyway. I, um, I try and beat him. Yep. So he, I had this bloke on my left and then Jaden on my right. I managed to outkick Jaden. The other bloke beat me. And then put his hands behind his back for a kind of reverse high five. Yeah, high ten, I think, for his both hands. Pardon? High ten, if it's both hands. Did you deliver on that? Down low, too slow. Um, yes, I did. Oh, you're a good I man. Through. I said, well done, mate. Nice. It, would have been, it would have almost like completely it. made up for him beating you if you'd, uh, if you'd just left him hanging. Got him in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just ripped his arm up behind his back and broken it. <laughs> Don't do high ten, mate. <laughs> yeah. You made a fool of me today. Sorry, just in the narrowest bit. Sorry just, and we had exactly the same time of 1908. So, yeah. you know, they're all around you helping you to get faster, aren't they? Absolutely. All doing your head in. But I it. do think, well, in talking of uh, doing your head in, I think that it's... Uh, I'm caught in the... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for it. it. I'm going to go. I'm good sorry, man. but you don't have to hurry up for it. It's just me doing that. Oh. He stayed <laughs> and held the gate like a gent and has lost his time. <laughs> Coming out of Woodbury Down... If you want to do this run, you can start at any point. It's a loop. We went round Clessel Park, up Green Lanes, past the West Reservoir, and now we've gone round Woodbury Down, which is the East Reservoir, coming back onto the canal, and we'll keep following it round. It's all a bit gorgeous. All these routes. Yeah. So, see, I think, and you know, I, 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 on the one hand, I'm making excuses. On the other hand, I was never going to have an amazing park run the other day. Well, you were, you're absolutely knackered, and you... I was loads, just, of, loads of gigs and no sleep. That's right, I was broken. I'm amazed you're even there. Yeah, and, that was, and, and as such, it was respectable. But on the other hand, you know, I was more than a minute slower than you. Right. And, and that, isn't, that shouldn't really be my, my uh, bar. Right. But I can't help it. We're there together. We're doing yeah, this. Yeah. So that's difficult. You know, I think that it made me not use the park run properly. So instead of finding some stranger just a tiny bit faster than me and trying to pace them. Right. I'm thinking, where's Paul? Right. And you're miles away. <laughs> and I got to the end. I got to the end. And, you know, because you're not that far ahead. I mean, you probably had, 
I think you probably had 30 seconds on me before your big sprint at the end. Right. And then you did a really good finish. Yeah. And I was thinking, so I could kind of clock you around the corner because it's a lap track. Yeah. And there he goes. And then when he got to the end, literally, you're coming in for this strong finish into the first. Because there's not many. We're, we're up the front of that pack. We're quite, we're quite a good performance yeah. in that group. So I was looking up to the finish there, counting these laps. And that's the other thing about having to count it. The first couple of times, so easy. But then as the endorphins and exercise starts to kick in. And also you start lapping people. Yeah, yeah that's right. So and it gets, gets really confusing. confusing. And yeah. It must be really harsh for them as well. I, I don't know. I don't love the lap thing. Um, but um, I like to laugh at them. I'll give them a gentle spank as I pass. Yeah, yeah. I'll just turn around and run backwards <laughs> away from them going, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You're doing really well. Getting lapped. Loser. And then just sprint off. This is nice. We're coming back. We've just crossed the uh, Seven Sisters Road. And, uh, this is uh, Cracksville, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's lovely yeah. how grassy this bit of the canal is. But that's because this bit hasn't been gentrified. And that's why it's also a place where it's really Might easy ste- to buy. Step on a syringe. <laughs> Drugs. All right, sorry. <laughs> Again, with the uh, loud talking there. Yeah. <laughs> First, the yummy mummy's now accusing that perfectly nice gentleman of being a drug dealer. The innocent bloke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so funny up here because it is a rough spot and it's so beautiful because the canal is halfway up a hill. It's surrounded by greenery. I mean, literally, you quite often see what's that really fancy white bird? Uh, an egret. Is, there's a pair of egrets that nest up here. So it's like, oh, it's like a nature film. And then you see someone, you know, pushing a shopping trolley full of... Uh, <laughs> Just come off the set of the wire. Puppies yeah. into the... Uh, there's our beloved uh, um, Ali Pali in the distance. Can Ooh, I get Ali Pali. I'm going to wait till we're past that really ugly <laughs> warehouse in the foreground. And that really tough-looking geezer with uh, two pit bulls. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's the guy. Can I take myself here? For some reason, I didn't get a picture of him. But he pretty much summed up what we were just saying. <laughs> he looked like just another bipedal pit bull yeah. <laughs> at the top of the leads. Um, so you think you need to key yourself off someone or get someone off? Well, when it comes down to it, I think if I'm going to do well in the park run, I think that I need to do one where you're not there. Right. Because yeah, I'm using you as a stick to beat myself with. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not that many. I know. I know it. That's not your fault. No. It's not your fault. It's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, so I'm going to go to a uh, park run in Nottingham right. on Saturday and see what I can do with that. Yeah, I'm doing that one. Oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> Shaming me. <laughs> everyone. Everyone, I'm there. <laughs> no, I'm not doing one. But in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do Manchester. That's my big well, try and beat 19 is Manchester. Oh, that's quite interesting because I think that it is... You know, I think it's interesting for us to be in the similar ones in different times. So maybe I'll try this knocking them one out and you'll be able to get there at some point. But yeah, you should do that South Manchester Park Run. Love that. That's my PB place. Yeah. And when you go there, you genuinely will beat it and ruin it for me. So that's going to be fun. You need to, uh, you need to reframe that relationship. Yeah. There's no ruin. That's easy. But this is in, in, in real terms, you know, the fact that you're faster and fitter than me is something that I, you need to either use or ignore. Right. It's so easy to turn these things into negatives, you know. I know. And there's no point in that, is there? No. Morning, Magpie. What was funny about this race to the stones, it was 
Or oh, really, it sounds like a very dramatic title. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, it's a one-day 100k along the Chilterns. And it goes, there's some really ancient, um, you know, really prehistoric, historic place along there. You've got the Ignealed Way and uh, the uh, Rollwright Stones. Right. And all these, you know, really ancient, because it's, it's not that far out of London, you know. Right. It's an incredible place. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. After school club down here, it is. It is. Now those guys definitely aren't doing park runs as fast as you. It's pretty raw, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If we weren't running, yeah. we'd still be running now. Yeah. <laughs> get away! If only we can get a photo of those. Yeah. I really, I really wanted to come out this Sunday and recommend it to anyone. But <laughs> if you are thinking of doing it, just remember that this bit is really rough. Do this bit. Yeah. Do it quick. It's not very long this bit though. You just come round this grassy corner. But it seems past to a last few crackers. <laughs> And then it's across Green Lanes into Finsey Park. So this runs to the Stones, then? Yeah. So it's all along uh, the Chilterns by Watlington, which is where, near where I grew up. And uh, that's roadworks on Green Lanes. Yeah. Crossing into Finsey Park. And I was in... Uh, I was in Watlington on uh, Saturday. And... Uh, and I was thinking about that, but it was in a, such a different situation because I was celebrating my uh, mum and dad's anniversary, golden wedding anniversary. 50 years. Amazing. I mean, you know, as you know, my dad's not so well. It was at his nursing home where we uh, did the thing. But 
considering where he's at, he was on good form. Good, good. Yeah, he had a good time. He got it. He was lucid. At one point, it's funny you said about to getting that guy in a headlock, because at one point, my dad grabbed my head pretty hard, and he held it for a while. But I chose to take it as an affectionate Right. Either good. that or he literally thought good. it was his cup of coffee. But, you know, <laughs> it's all good. And, it's great uh, that you were there. And it's great. And, you know, as my mum said to my dad, and I was really moved by this, my mum said to my dad, we made it. Yes. <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? You get talking yeah. of um, the talking hawk and wifey. Yeah. Talk running 100k. How about getting to 50 years of marriage with someone you've shared, really genuinely shared your life with? Yeah, you know, it's, it's Jobs, kids, yeah. houses, ups geography, ups and downs, money. Yes. And then later on, you know, they've both done all those dramatic, you know, talk a lot about my dad's Parkinson's. My mum survived cancer, you know, and here they are. And yeah, it's not been easy. It's not an immaculate situation, but yeah, they did it. It is incredible. I think it was surprisingly, yeah. And it was a nice place and everything. It all felt very positive, which again, you know, six months ago, I wouldn't have thought that was possible. So, so that's good. No, there's, to, there's so much to be said for just... Sticking at it, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely <laughs> reducing your options. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing about when you got when you got to run from one place to the next, isn't it? Yeah. There's no option. No, that's you right. Just got, you just got to do it. Going back to Susie that's Chan well, again. I, I like so those great point, to point, point to point races. You know, when Susie Chan said she wanted to give up in the Jungle Ultra, but she to give up she had to get to the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a kind yeah. of irony to that. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. So we're in Princess Park climbing a little hill. Lots of people around playing football. It's kind of some people are on just like the summer holidays, haven't they? Yeah, my daughter, but not my son. <laughs> yeah, uh, my uh, daughter started her summer holidays by in up in a sunny bedroom, singing a heart out to Kate Bush. Like that's the way to do it. Great right? image. Well, I think the other thing about going back to sort of like the long game and marriage and stuff is that as comedians, we so often hear or experience this kind of. Perfectly healthy and very, very British cynicism about being stuck together, you know? And the other th- equivalent thing is that some holidays start, we do get annoyed by this, is the whole, everything about activities for holidays is couched in this, oh, oh my God, keep the kids entertained, oh, what are you going to do? Well, what How are we going to get do it? We find it so much harder to admit that, that we love it. Yeah. You're often... You know, in a long marriage with someone, you know, because you love them. <laughs> and yeah. spending time with them you is, really like is a them. good thing. Yeah. And, uh, and as for kids, you know, they're, they're, they're the be-all and end-all. Oh, no, I've got to spend time with my kids, you know. How do you even get yourself into that mindset, let alone... I don't even be... think they believe that. Exactly. It's I just think they just get stuck in the story, don't they? It's, it's We're good. all meant to think this. Yeah. But none of us actually do. You know. And I think it's yeah. traditional and British, but I think it's been slightly... Um, uh, what's the word, like, uh, hardened into reality? What am I trying to say? It's been exacerbated, maybe. Right. By, um, we're going to the right here, but I'm going to get near the lake for a picture of the lake. All right. Um, but uh, I think the internet has kind of solidified it. Yeah, so now people, people that get worse and worse at celebrating life. You know, it's like the way if you're on Facebook and you want to say you've passed your degree or done something amazing I've got a job yeah people say I don't want to be smug so you're yes. not being smug you're celebrating life but it's, not, it's okay it's also when people are on Facebook talking about stuff yeah they're not outside doing stuff yeah that's so true. it automatically leads to a bit more of a cynical mindset yeah you've yeah. got people here today while we're running around yeah they'll be having a row with someone on Facebook 
I bet you felt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I bet you felt the same way when you were watching Why Don't You when you were little. Yeah, maybe I looked green fins up by the lake, by the boating lake. Whoa! <laughs> pigeon in the face. Stop the pigeon. Get the pigeon. Get the pigeon's rotten leg in your mouth. <laughs> That was really close to me, that pigeon, wasn't it? I didn't just imagine that. I nearly ate that pigeon. I've only got, like, one summer properly left with my son after this summer. Oh, my goodness. I mean, obviously, there's going to be other summers, but in terms of him being there all the time, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you said to me a while ago about how, you know, the Edinburgh Festival versus spending six weeks with the family. It's like, well, he wants to... No real competition It's valuable time, you know? But you do both, though, don't you? you yeah, take they come with you. They go up, so. It doesn't really work like that with my mum. <laughs> I had a couple of first world problems today, mate. Tell them, tell it. Waking up. I mean, we talk about talk about the tro- problems in the world. Yeah. Got a uh, email today from the people who uh, look after our holiday place in Devon. Yeah. There's only a bit of damp as a. There's damp. There's but damp in your holiday there's place. There's damp in the holiday. Mind you, that does sound people, expensive. People are moaning. Punters, people are staying there complaining. We don't think it is damp because we had a damp course. We think it, there's a few options. The boiler might need need something doing to it, or possibly the worst case scenario, rats. Oh, yeah, underground, rats. overground, wandering or, or to be more precise, rats, rats, urinating. In the attic. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, magpies. As I look at these two magpies and see the sun on Finsbury Park, I know what we'll London do for the spread summer. in front of me like a carpet. Let's get to, let's let's rent that lovely coastal cottage <laughs> with the smell of rats' what urine. Was, what was the name of that cottage? <laughs> oh, Ratwee Cottage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That should be really nice. Can't wait to live there. So, listeners, I recommend the this word. to all my mates. Tonkinson's Ratwee Cottage. <laughs> Anyone want now a holiday available. rental? Give us a shout. <laughs> if you want to go down there, you're in. Oh, no, the wrong word to use. Wrong word to use. That's actually a good one. Um, <laughs> word placing. So, we try to sort that out. <laughs> problems, mate. Problems. Yeah, yeah. We've got people on it. Yeah, it's but good. It's, it's the last experience you want to give people, is it? They spend all year saving for this holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need that. So I'd like to apologise to them. Finsley <laughs> Park. There's someone going a bit of road. It's like in the Finsley Park. Shame we've got that noise. It is a shame. It is a bit lovely. And we're coming downhill now. Nice green. We're up on the right between here and the railway. A few people living up at the top there. So that's nice in the bivouacs. So we've kind of, I haven't actually uh, booked it yet. Yeah. But we've sort of, we've kind of made a decision to do a, a, a training ultra, haven't we? Yeah, I think we're going to run the Thames Path yeah. um, ultra. It's actually, you can do 100k, you can do 250k's over two days. Right. But we'll just do... We'll just do the 150 What do you think, the second one, the Sunday? If we do the second one, then some people seeing us will assume we did both. Yes. And that'd yeah. be nice. That'd be good. <laughs> They're looking fresh, those guys. No, I think it's quite interesting. I think the two things here, are, uh, it's really interesting for me in my mindset, because as you know, you know, there's no part of me chasing the ultra. I'm very old-fashioned with the idea that a marathon is like, oh, a marathon, that's as far as you can run. And when then other people, you know, when comedians run 200 miles or 30 marathons or when people do ultras and things, I th- I, you know, it kind of basically doesn't compute. Right. I don't have a relationship with it. I don't even really think, oh, I don't want to do that. I just kind of think it's nothing to do with it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. But having said that, 
what, what you suggested is this ultra 50k. So what we're we talking about, about 30, 30 miles. miles yeah. As a training run for a marathon. So we're still in the marathon mindset zone. And in that context... We're going it across in front of Finsley Park Station, by the way. It sort of makes sense, doesn't it's it? It's not the most picturesque part Past of the Past the Arsenal shop. <laughs> Finsley, me and you and Finsley Park in the Arsenal shop. Big smiles. Lovely. It's hard to smile with him. <laughs> close to the Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> big fan. He's a big fan. Whoa, whoa. But we're going to... This is actually good. We'll stop for a second because yeah. we're crossing the road again. And we're going to go up this kind of secret thing. If you've been to Finsley Park... Can walk this? You might have... Yeah, let's go. This little staircase by Finsley Park you probably don't even know where it goes but if you're running or walking this is a nice little it's a secret wonder little snicket yeah good use of snicket you can take the man out of Yorkshire so it's a snicket my last several runs I've run great for 20 miles yeah and then faded faded doesn't even catch it you know just disappeared yeah so the idea of running a gentle 30 miles just to get before you. running a hard 26 miles, it seems like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to test the idea with it. I'll ask the old fella down at Heathside whether I've, I've read it in a couple of books suggesting it. Yeah. It, it kind of makes intellectual sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You're going to be tired for about five days afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And also for me, I mean, I'm a slow recoverer. I want to do a 20 mile run for a marathon as well, but that would even be before that. Yes. And it's a. Exactly a month before Yorkshire. So I think it kind of fits. It's yeah. the thing to do. And it would be like this. Yeah. Maybe even fractionally slower. Yeah, absolutely. For have 30 to make, for make 30 the miles. decision to do that. Yeah, for 30 miles. So it's, it's kind of off the clock. <laughs> it's like experience, isn't and it? And listeners will think, those guys should go back to their 20-mile run and try and work on some of the things there. Rob, when am I going to get yeah. some water? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there going to be water? Are we stopping? Yeah, Why do you not want water? It's hilarious, isn't it, how we're talking about it, when in fact it's going to be absolutely exhausting. It's going to be a nightmare. I mean, it's like you, can, you say it, don't you? You say 30 miles, isn't it? And really, it's only three tenths. But, <laughs> but it just gets harder, doesn't it? Using my own words get, no, against no, me. But, but I kind of... But it gets harder, obviously, the further it goes, which is why we're going to have to work. And also, running it slower makes it last longer, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you want it to be over and done with as quickly as possible. Don't want to go too slow. So it's going to be hard to... It's going to be our first one. We're going to make massive mistakes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Any tips starting now, please yeah, let us know. gratefully received. We want to know. More and about equally, something. if you're thinking about it, come and join us. Let's all do it together. And down the towpath, yeah. So this the is the beautiful... Towing secret bit of countryside hidden between um, Frinsley Park and Highbyfield. Look at that. That's the Emirates there ahead. But look at this land here. Just between the Gillespie Road and the railway. Up those secret steps in Frinsley Park. Suddenly you're in it. That thing though about saying, yeah, we'll do that. It'd be great. And and sort of (laughs) recognising with your front brain what a nightmare it'll be. I think that's the human condition. Yeah. I think that's how ambition has evolved. I think the sub- never mind survival of the fittest. Survival of the stupidest. It's survival of the people with a slight gap in their imagination. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You've evolved to not quite be able to conceive the magnitude the optimists. Of, yeah. the, of the plans we're going to take on. So we're yeah. like, yeah, I can do That'd that. That'd be great. It's just like a day out. You know, it's like lying on your CV. Yeah, yeah I'll be able to do that job. Even though... I've never done it before, and always, after 26 miles, I've always been weeping in relief to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, come to the end of my first marathon, I said never again. And but the idea on is... On one level, I was right. The idea is the pace, isn't it? Yeah. 
the pace, because that's the thing with a marathon. There's, there's pace considerations. Yeah, and even though it might become quite a tough lesson for you, dear listener, um, really, I tough. actually think really that we tough. should do this for our sake because it'll help us set exactly the right tone, exactly the right pace. Yeah, I and think we should maybe be a nice ten-hour listen. I think you guys should, should record every second hour or something. Every I'd, second of every pace well, of every moment we'll of the day. Yeah, be quite funny to contrast the first hour with the. With the third. Yeah, yeah. And then the fifth, you know. No, I think for the delirium. For their sake, we should yes, check in I mean, every yeah. now and again yeah. <laughs> rather than just relentlessly inflict. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you think when we're not recording? You need your gibberish. Should we just talk chat or should we run along in intense silence like this? Hate him. Idiot. <laughs> this was his idea. Muttering it. <laughs> Monastic monks. <laughs> They're the best kind of monks, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mon. That's right. I'm going to be. We're going to run 50k, and at around 25:30, I'm going to be. I'm going to be pedantic about your tautology. <laughs> yeah. How's that going to work out? That's not going to be irritating. <laughs> as the blood sugar drains from my body. Yeah. But also, you know, going back to that thing, there's going to be a lot of food on that day. <laughs> what, a, what a lot of the feeding stations apparently For you, are fantastic. I say, going back to this thing about being an innate runner, I think you want to take an ultras purely as an excuse to eat and run at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do like that. <laughs> you idea. know, you're allowed to eat in life. I like that. I wonder whether it's. Uh, I was thinking of it last night when I was a little bit, little bit tipsy. Oh look, Arsenal! You love oh, Arsenal. Arsenal again. Yeah, he loves There's it. Goodness. It's your favourite. Oh, we love the Gunners. Um, who do you support? I support Man United. I know I should know. All right, mate. I think he stopped for a photo then. <laughs> I've got you. have got a picture of you next to your favourite club. It's that uh, when I was watching this guru thing yesterday. Yeah. Which is all about healing and people wanting to be healed. Yeah. And it's that running as healing thing, isn't it? Yep. And it's uh, you know I'm sure. People get into ultras often run for some sort of meditative healing purpose, don't they? To get beyond, inflicts a bit of suffering on themselves to get beyond the concepts of suffering in total. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and, I think and arrive also, at this place. Which of, I mean, uh, running is definitely meditative. You know, you're yeah. looking to kind of, if not transcend, then at least slough off the person you were at the beginning of the run to take on a slightly different person at the end of it. Yeah. But on the other hand, the thing about doing a marathon, if you're fit enough, and I felt this envy if for, for someone who kind of runs the London Marathon once and kind of never runs at any other point. That's what they're doing, isn't it? They kind of break themselves on the wheel of the marathon. Mm. And it's a transcendent experience. I mean, it's really going to hurt. Yeah. But they'll never forget it. And it's like a, a, a beacon in their life. Whereas we've got ourselves to the point where it's like, yeah, I'll do London again. And it's really tough. It's 26 miles, for goodness sake. Yeah. But part of the psychology of it is going, it's just a run. You, you, you know, you'll, you've you'll be done before. by lunchtime. Yeah, you've done it before. And an yeah. ultra doesn't allow you to do that. No. You've got to, you're going to have to transcend a little bit. It's, a, it's probably a quite literally transcending pain. It's a day in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The same also on a sit in cross-legged, and you know, part of the meditation. I don't really get that, but if you go to like an ashram or something, and you sit in the lotus position and meditate, it hurts after a while. It hurts, and then yeah. you, your, your guru is going to say, you know, when you've got agonising pain in your hip and you want to move, don't. Yeah, use that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Zen. I'll, you know the Zen. I used to. I used to do a bit of Zen meditation. Yeah, and but that was Zen. Like, this that is was now. Zen. This is now. But they used to. You've got to stay in the same position, and 
some of those monks, not with me, but in the proper, the proper Zen Are they places. monastic monks? They'll go around just Hitting smashing you. people with bamboo sticks <laughs> if they start to move. Give know. me a big smile in front of the Arsenal sign. I want to get you in your big thumbs up for the ass. <laughs> that was perfect. But I also think that sometimes people get into running just simply because there's stuff in their life that they need to deal with and it's the best way of doing it. Oh, absolutely. You know, it just, is. just a physical, someone's died, a relationship's ended. Yeah, yeah. There's something they can't handle. Well, I got it's into... It's that free thing, isn't it? It's absolutely. A, I mean, I think I got into running as an exercise because my mum not being well and I got into distance running for charity because my dad wasn't well. So right. it's so obviously therapy for me yeah. on those issues. And so many people we've t- spoken to say, you know, I this happened or that happened. happened. Yeah. And they did it and, it, and it helped them. Yeah. I mean, I can just think, yeah, I, I almost can't think of anyone I know. This, you're like the exception in a way as someone who's always been a runner and just came to it. Well, to be honest, I mean, I started running when I was a kid. Yeah. Because things weren't very good at home. Yeah, so... So I used to run and it, it would get me out of the house. Yeah, So yeah. it was literally escape and also something that I love doing. So it kind of fitted there. You just got there earlier than some yeah. of us. Yeah. Oh, but it's it be- amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I remember seeing that when I did, again, we've, we have told you this before, but when uh, the Boston bombing happened just before my second London Marathon, and I thought, that's so horrible, it just spoils it. And on the day, he used to think, no, this, that's, that's the alchemy of the marathon. It's millions of people turning this misery into, into a positive. Yes. And also millions of individuals turning their individual experience into something communal. It's pretty special. Well, it's why uh, part runs are special, aren't they? Just any little thing like that. It's just... Yeah, it's like a... It, you're joining a community. It's free. It's a real laugh. Yep. And it just couldn't be healthier, could it? You know? Yeah, it's got everything that a marathon's got, but it's all done by 10 on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Talking of park runs. Here we are. That was beautiful timing. That was like, that was like you like a radio DJ. Because we just ran into... Great segue. I agree. Great segue, park Paul. Yeah, park run section of the show. So we're right. We've just come in across the north side of Highbury Fields. Gorgeous. Where I filmed my Running Man video. You remember that one? And uh, we're going to loop Highbury Field now, which is a very nice spot. So, and that's our park run. We do it five times around. I'll have to reenact the last 60 metre sprint. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll film you. I'll watch you doing it. Yeah. I can do the commentary on it. Then another first world problem. Along with the... Uh, rat urine. Yeah, yeah. Along with the rat urine. The rat urine in your holiday home. Let me put the <laughs> webpage here. <laughs> we were greeted upon arrival at the cottage with a distinct aroma of what we later discovered was rat urine. My husband, Graham... You collected it in a small cap. (laughs) No, that was a different place. You're thinking (laughs) of somewhere just down the road. (laughs) But people are so looking to complain. I'm amazed. But in a way, it's good because it can be solved. Yeah. We need to just get rid of the rats. Yeah, easy. Yeah. (laughs) Call the rat fella. It's like a film. Look at Highbury Field now. 
Gorgeous. It's like love, actually, isn't it? A lot of people picking up Pokemon here today. Some good ones. Yeah, love, actually, or the end of Mission Impossible 2, where um, Tom Cruise is in Sydney celebrating the fact that everyone hasn't got this terrible disease. But they've obviously overcast it. Right. Because there's so many people in the park. Right. It's just ridiculous. You can't see any grass. And there's some people playing with a ball. And you think, don't throw that ball! You'll have someone's face off! So, yeah, it's like that. But with slightly less people. So, yeah, what's your second first world problem? Well, we've... Uh, I'm almost ashamed to say it. We've had a... Here it comes. We've had a walk-in wardrobe installed. No! Yes, we've had it done. It, it took must a, have been a nightmare. It took about two years. We had the room and well, then we I had... I think the, if it takes two years, you should probably move it closer to the well, bedroom. No, we, we've had it installed. It looks amazing. <laughs> All the clothes are hung up and stuff. It's wild. It's like being in a movie. And uh, but unlike being in a movie, yeah, moths. Oh no, moths. Rats and moths. Moths in the walking wardrobe. Moths in the Euro finals. Moths. Right. Pause on moths. This is it. This is where we finish the uh, moths. I want you to show me you finishing the Highbury Fields Park run across the grass. Give me that sprint. Well, it's. It's the turning the corner, isn't it? Yeah, so you come past this bench where that guy's there. There's the bench. And then you go past the grass. And then, and then you just leg it up there. Yeah, I just want to see you. Just just give me 10 yards of your winning sprint. Right. And I'm going to take a photo. Here he comes. He's coming up the hill. Turns hard left. Whoa! Yep. <laughs> Very nice. See, whereas I... <laughs> you were... <laughs> I'd, particularly the other day, I thought I had, I suddenly got you the didn't fear. Know where. I couldn't see you among the finishers. So I got to here and I was like, oh, maybe I should be. So my finish was, I should, am I supposed to, did I, I think I, you were well, just you're supposed to, if I'd have four or, or five, I don't know if. So it wasn't quite you the confused, strength. Was, yeah. You were confused. That last thing was you was Oh, let's stay on the grass. Nice. So know? yeah, bloody moss in the walking wardrobe. What's the point, mate? Yeah. What's the point? What, those nibbling little... What is the point? Well, you know, it's that thing of how everything... So connects. we're launching an appeal. Yeah. <laughs> for my walking wardrobe. Yeah, today. I mean, this, your rat urine and moth problem are the two worst things I've heard about... In the world. In the world today. Yes. yes. <laughs> do you know... This do, you place know? Where, do you know, Paul? Um, but it, is, it all connects. You know, it's been such a rainy old spring, and then, but it's all... Anyway. My goodness, we love it when it comes out, though, don't we? Yeah, it's gorgeous. We love it when the sun comes This is Highbury Field, right? Um, when I was 19? Yeah. No, no, slightly older. Anyway, early 20s. I um, was living in Oxfordshire. I was living in town. And I signed up. My uh, people I'd been working for said, you should do a clown course. You could go and study with Philippe Goulier. Philippe Goulier. Philippe Goulier. Famous, famous Ex clown. of Lecoq. He'd yeah. fallen out with uh, Lecoq and started his own school. Splinter Le Group. Right. Du Philippe Goulier. Goulier. And my uh, um, theatre gurus, good friends, um, Jenny and Roland were my directors and bosses. And they'd done this course with him. With like, there was a dozen of them in Denmark. Talking about your Zen meditation, you know, they'd had this beautiful um, uh, uh, epiphany, Rudolf Steiner moment, drama experience where they really learned all about their inner clown. Yeah. And they said, you've got to do this, Rob. And I was like, I would love that. I'd love to do that, yeah. So I found the money. It was like, it was every week, every afternoon for, uh, for a couple of weeks. Right. Because 400 quid. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like going to the moon. But it's a bit of money. Yeah, and at that time in my life, it was... It it's was a lot all, of money. Yeah. It was all my money. Yeah. In fact, 
being young and not really being able to handle my life, it was it was too much money. Yeah, yeah. I left myself. He put you without into, uh, really enough money to put you travel into or eat. You know, when I started trying to buy my weekly travel card, yeah, I was like, oh no. That's going to cost me £40 a week. I haven't got because I just pay for the course. So, anyway. What I can't was, eat because of my inner clown. <laughs> I was getting a lift to London yeah. off my friend's dad, yeah. Luke Tipton's dad, Kim Tipton. And he drove. Sometimes he drove right into town. Sometimes he'd drive to Hillingdon. And I'd get on the underground thinking, oh, no, I can't afford the travel car. And then I would come here. Luckily, the weather was nice. Yeah. But I would come here to Highbury Field and wait for five hours right. for the course to start. <laughs> totally alone. Nice. With no, not really any money for food. Good time money. Sometimes I would catch cigarettes off people. <laughs> and Just I, tramping. And hacking, tramping for the day. Hacking, trying to kill time by reading books, which in turn I'd picked up in charity shops and was picking, you know, I read Serpico at that time. Great book. Which is a good book. I, read Serpico, yeah. I don't know, I wish that Harry Potter had been invented. That would have drawn my attention better. But so I lay here on Highbury Field, smoking a cadge cigarette, reading Serpico, trying to say to myself, this is good, this is a great thing to be doing. Yeah. Um, just a few more hours and it will start. What an image. And then I went to the course and it was oversubscribed and there was no real connection. You know, I had quiffy hair then like I have right. now. And when he said to me, he gave us all a costume to go and source and find. He said to you, you're going to be Tintin. And I was like, really? He's only seen my hair. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's all he knows this about me. This bloke. <laughs> this inner clown bloke. And it was, a, it was a real mistake. And what I love is that thing, and London does that for us, is that thing of when you're a younger person, London can be a bit much for you, particularly if you don't live here. I mean, it's different for our kids. Yeah. Because they live and grow up in London. But, um, sorry, I nearly ran into the parasol on that lady's bush chair. Um, so there's how we feel, but I love it, and it's home, you know, and they come here all the time. That's where I live, and when I came here then, it's too much for me. And now? Too expensive, I didn't have any yeah. friends. I, at the end of that course, I ran back to Oxfordshire and thought, oh, can't be in London. It's yeah. a big old lonely place. And now it's home. Yes. And you, and you get all your stories within it, don't you? You build yeah. your stories, yeah. That's right. The first couple of times I came here, I was like, I'm going to slip back in time and suddenly be alone. But, you know, me and Julia had our Christmas lunch in Highbury Field once. That's a better experience, isn't it? Sounds and what's amazing. more, we were able to eat, you know, food. Sounds amazing, yeah. Food, food we paid for. Food that we had. We didn't <laughs> have to wait didn't five have to, Didn't have to steal didn't Quentin's to, bread and have it just with ketchup for dinner. Didn't have to source a costume. <laughs> didn't have to dress up a bloody Tintin! <laughs> Tintin! So it's desperate times, isn't it, when you... When I, used to, I lived in Halston, when I first moved to London, worked at Harrods. And because you got paid, like, 110 quid a week... Just that little juxtaposition from Knightsbridge to Halston. Is yeah, hilarious. So it was 100... It was like rent was 60 quid a week, which yeah. is incredibly cheap, Yeah. looking back. But you only got paid 110 a week. Yeah. So... You didn't have much wedge. So I used to have to sneak in to work every day on the tube, but without a ticket. So the first thing you had to do was get on the train station at Wilston Junction. And that involved jumping over a wooden fence and then over the live train line onto onto the platform. But luckily you were young enough to not really take that risk to life on board. But it was like, I, I knew it was pretty stupid but it was pretty scary yeah and then the other side of 
uh, when you got into Knightsbridge, you had to do that thing where when someone went through the ticket barriers, you went in just behind them. Yeah. You know, when they open up and they walk yeah, through, I, I, so you, you just shuffle in just behind when them. When people do that to me, I'm always going to go, here, yeah, this man, this man shuffled in behind me. Well, I was one of those. So by the time I got to work, so knackered with all my law breaking. From all the crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. I'm tired from all my crimes. Yeah. That's um, great the way we found Highbury Field in the sunshine, straight off your first little problems and this general sense of, uh, you know, quite high quality lives we're living with, lovely wives really and children, lucky, yeah. and fit enough to go and do a marathon, but we still can tap into that. We're like Monty Python, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used to lick the road clean at school. Going back to my mum and dad, you know, there's no it's the Primrose Path, you don't you know, life is hard. You've gotta be Andy Murray, you've gotta win when you're losing and win have when you're winning. Have a really bad haircut. Yeah, be yeah. miserable irregardless. Just a massive neck. While shouting at the box. <laughs> you gotta get be great in life if you can have coming out of Highway Field past the clock. It is ten past twelve, as you can see here. Queen Victoria be, tells us. Be nice if you could, uh, just like Andy Murray, have a have a coach, have a, have, have Lendl to turn to. I think to he's got a sports got car. Opportunities. Oh, I misunderstood. Just have him there in the corner of the front room. Yeah, with no expression on his face <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at any time. He's mastered that. What the two of them like when they go to <laughs> quote a film? Lendl's like, do you, do you remember that the bit in Spinal Tap? <laughs> yeah. When he says, you have to ask yourself, how much it. more black would it be? <laughs> and the answer would have to be, none more black. <laughs> no, it's getting laughs. I bet the banter flies with them too. I did the London Comedy Store this weekend. Yeah. Which is another joyous luxury in yeah. terms of the good things in our lives. It really what is. What was it like Saturday? Saturday night, was it good? It was glorious. I mean, that's my life on Saturday, right? Me and you did that park run. Yeah. Just, you know, I had a good moan about Um, Went out and celebrated mum and dad's golden wedding. Yeah. We came back, uh, left the kids with my mum, which is nice because they got a nice play date with Nan. Yeah. But she got someone to go home with, you know, from the nursing home. And then Julia drove us back to London, just me and her. She drove, had a kip, went out and did two gigs. She came along. We went Brilliant. out for dinner. The gigs were lovely because it's yeah. a comedy store. It's fantastic. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, really. That was nice. That's a good evening. And then I got eight hours sleep and life. I could actually tell that life was good after that. <laughs> Before <laughs> then, it was like, why do I want to cry? But also, sleep you can off. feel that sometimes with comedy, with what with everything that's been going on in the world. And yeah, yeah. Really quite a tough week. All over. Yeah. You can feel that need for a good laugh. That's right. And, well, and we're there the, for that. And that's amazing absolutely. to be Absolutely. when comedy, we, we often joke about, you know, I'll often catch myself saying, well, at least I haven't got to do a proper job. Yeah. But whisper it in times of hardship. It is. Comedy feels yeah. worthwhile. Yes. Yeah. Like something we all need. And equally, yeah. um, it makes it easier for us. Because everyone wants to have a good time this way, down here. So I we mean, just come up through Highbury Barn. To recap, we've been around Clissell Park. Woodby Down Reservoirs into Finsby Park, along the secret path to Arsenal. The secret path. Through to Highbury Field and loop round, through Highbury Barn and then hard right down the hill. Back to Glassell Park, we're not there yet. But, um, and it's all just this gorgeous sunshine, it's like being by the seaside. Amazing day too. Yeah. But it, and it also cheers me up. The fact that they need cheering up and I can do that. Yeah, this it makes me feel useful, but it makes, they cheer me up as well. They're yeah, thirst, right. 
to have fun cheers me up. Yeah, you're not it giving fun to everybody, myself. Wins. It's yeah. just like a magic penny. Yes. Hold it tight and you won't have any. Lend it, spend it, and you have so many. They roll all over the floor. For love something if you give it away. Yeah, that's a terrible metaphor. When I was nine, learning that song, I was like, for this metaphor to work, this penny has to be magic. It's got to be a general magic penny. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you've just. I've just given away a penny. I haven't got it back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not. Where did you get this bloody magic penny? What is, what is this magic penny that's going down the middle of the road? I went to a place in the black country for a gig yeah. on Saturday. Really nice gig. The kind of place where nothing much goes on. Yeah. You know, they were really excited yeah, great. to see me. That's lovely. Like, I mean, you know, like loads of people wanting autographs and stuff. Oh. She's always a sign that... Was it's a sign the old days. It's a sign. Selfies. It's a sign that nothing much happens in that particular area. Yeah. And it was a, just a glorious, like 500 people in this civic hall. Beautiful. Just gorgeous people. What you just can't really possibly know if you don't do comedy is, it's really true that there is a. You could draw on a map the ratio of central London or central cities. Um, to being happy to be at the gig. Yeah. So close, if you're right close to Trafalgar Square, I mean, sure, sure enough, the company store kind of belies this. But he goes to the middle of London, or goes to somewhere around here in North London, it's like, oh yeah, we read the Guardian, impress us. And yeah. then you go to... They're not impressed by Redford. a comic. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah You Thanks made for coming! Thank I can't this believe you come on here. What do you think? It's do you like it? <laughs> they couldn't have been nicer. No. Watch out, that bus is zooming towards us. Quite far away, but making an angry noise. It's like a Stephen King novel. Ah, so, yeah. Joy. Yeah. I am... Um, Joy in the sun. Absolutely. No, but I was saying at those gigs about... I was saying, you know, with the sadness of the news, I was saying, I wish it was Wimbledon. Who wishes it was Wimbledon? And saying that Andy Murray did it for Europe. But, of course, he did it for Scotland. And I was saying, I don't know, harsh about... Scotland, I love Scotland and Scottish people, but he was getting big laughs out of basically saying he retained his misery. Yeah, He's like, yeah, I, I want it. Uh, well, yeah. I still hate my life. I'm not happy. He's got the best <laughs> voice fry. Yeah, his yeah. voice is always raiding over the gravel. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's Green miserable. Lanes, and you've got to wait to cross this road, but that is. Ah, oh dear. Um. I was turning the camera on, but it was already on, which means I've probably just taken 36 photos of my chest on the way back. Can't take enough photos of your chest. There you go. Clissel Park on the corner over there with uh, Paul Tonkinson in the foreground. So is that... Let's go. Let's go. Park. We don't, we're going the diagonal. Yeah. We're going to get run over. We're okay. Got bit by a car, but car was a long way away. I think, frankly, if you're if you're 200 yards away and you can reach the horn, you can probably reach. Just give it a bit. Yeah, brakes. Brakes. <laughs> so we're just running back to where we started. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. And we we'll see how far it was and everything. So come straight into the park on the diagonal. There's been something here this weekend. I'll be honest. I don't some know what was here. Some, some kind of, of fair. But when we went past it yesterday, there weren't many attractions. It looked like they were setting it up. It had a right. fence and some toilets. But it didn't really have any thing you need. Fence, toilets and a sound system. You've got a festival, haven't you? Sold. This guy's Let's got a it. wonderful Dalmatian. Good work, sitting in the shade with his Dalmatian. May I? There we are. 
it's great weather to be swigging Scrappy Jack with your Dalmatian in the park. An alcoholic, isn't it? Yeah, great weather. To just to be a public, to be one of those who like. It's at that time of year, he actually looks quite attractive as a lifestyle, sort of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just hanging around all day, just getting really drunk. Yeah. Sleeping it off, waking up. But, you know, you need your wife around too, could steal her wine. Yeah. Let's <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to this. She'll realise what I've been doing for years. She wakes up and reflexively leans down to get the glass, which is now empty. Oh, I must have finished it before. Let's go across before the grass. And go, oh, no, we can get through. They've into roadworks in the park. It's turned me right off. I don't like that. Well, Pathworks. It's not Roadworks, it's Pathworks. No. On the edge of the... It's sort of like a mini zoo here, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. a menagerie, if you will. Yeah. You've got your deers and your... Well, deer. Is there just one, is there? Yeah, no, there's, there's more than one. Right. But the... The, deer, pl- the plural pl- of deer is deer. Yeah, deer, that's right. And there's some goat. Deer, goat. Goat, goat. Goat. Um, and and there's a lot walkers. of dogs. Someone's walking about yeah. 36 dogs here, which is kind of fun, isn't it? These dog walkers are so loaded, really. Yeah, they get like 3,000 oh, pounds of dog cameras, per hour. Cameras, on. Look at those dogs, millions of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real gang, that is. There's a guy washing the paddling pool. They're going to need to fill that up, mate. It's the holidays. Yeah. That's going to be very important. Yeah. 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 You get some water in there. That's what that we guy says. Get some water in there. We used to have the kids in there. That was great. It's great, isn't it? Getting the kids in there. In the yeah, you've got to get it when they've just filled it, when it's all yeah. water and hardly any wee. Yeah. <laughs> or. Or sunblock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Plasters. Someone's plaster is in my mouth. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So there we are. So how do you how do you feel about our summer special? I think it's been great. It's been good. Hasn't I mean, it? I've really enjoyed that. One. Yeah. Nice and slow. In the sun. <laughs> All the. Uh, go on, shout it loud. Yummy mummies. <laughs> All the yummy mummies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Has yet another one looked at me. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. This is us at the finish line, as it were. Glissel Park, Glissel Park House behind us. Um, You can you can do this run yourself um, around North London. And uh, oh, by the way, we started selling tickets in real life for the podcast first. Keep that on. I'm talking to you. Uh, <laughs> I always do that. He always, always takes his microphone off when we're wrapping up. Yeah, and so that's it then. All right, yeah, cheers. <laughs> all done, all done. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, the podcast festival tickets are beginning to sell. Though. There's only limited availability, particularly for coming on the run with us. Uh, it's awesome. in September, and now we'll have just done the ultra, so we'll be reporting on that and limping. Uh, so book for that. That's at King's Place, September 24th. Um, tell us about your... If you've done an ultra, give us a tip. Absolutely, yeah. If you think yeah, it's a ridiculous we're, idea, we're try tip. and persuade Does us not Does it make sense? To. It's going to be about a month before the marathon. That's so. right. And, um, and uh, you know, get in touch. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter, RuncomPod, Facebook, Running Commentary, and uh, have good running. Happy summer. Yeah. All that Enjoy stuff. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. All the good stuff. Oh, wait, wait. Let me tell you how far we've gone. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Let's get that. We're going to find out how far we've done. Hold up. Really, Don't really take slow. That off yet. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were going through, so we've gone an hour and ten minutes. Average, oh, 9.30. All right, okay. Cool. And we've gone seven and a half miles. So there you That's go. That's nice. We'll we'll take that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With Paul Tolkinson and Rob Deering.